All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back again to the UPAL podcast, your source for motivation, inspiration, and information on your pursuit of wellness. Today is going to be just a little bit of a different episode. Uh, it's going to be a little bit shorter. We're just here to talk about one quick topic, and that is COVID-19. So this is sort of a UPAL current event. Um, we're here with my wife, who you guys have seen before during her interview. We talked about, you know, dogs and relationships and all that kind of stuff. Um, Today, we are just going to exclusively talk about her experience with having COVID-19 because she did have it back in December, um, actually the week of Christmas, so that was fun. Uh, and then now she has had both the first and second round vaccines. So we're just going to have her sort of start to finish, talk through it, her experience with it, um, just try and put a little bit more information out there. It seems like everyone you talk to now is like, oh man, that vaccine is horrible. It beats you up, everything else, and COVID's killing people and blah, 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 and you know, this, this is a chance for a, a first-hand account from start to finish. So without further ado, we're going to let Lauren talk here and um, just kind of start at the beginning of the sickness and um, what it was like. Okay. Well, first off, I just want to preface this with, again, this is my personal experience. Um, everyone is going to have a different experience, unfortunately, especially with COVID-19, there are so many different symptoms, signs, um, duration of how long people are sick with it. And so I don't want to say, yes, this is how it's going to be because we don't know. We don't know how him or I would react. We could react differently. And I mean, even though we lived in the same household, he never got it. Bulletproof. <laughs> but we did take precautions. We slept in different bedrooms we made sure that when we were downstairs we were on separate couches um we took a lot of precautions if we were in the car together i made sure that i wore a mask um just kind of doing all those extra precautions because of course i did not want him to get sick on top of that but yes back in december i think i tested positive on the 19th of december mm -hmm. Um, I started so three days after your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Three, four days after my birthday. So I started having symptoms on Saturday. I just kind of had a headache and I was like, man, I didn't have any caffeine today. So it's probably just a caffeine headache. So I didn't think anything about it. Um, I got home, I took a nap, which isn't abnormal for me, especially on the weekends. Um, and then when I woke up from my nap, I started coughing and I was like, oh, maybe I slept with my mouth open and I choked on my spit. <laughs> it happens, right? It happens. This is what I'm dealing with. <laughs> I honestly felt normal outside of that. So I went over to my parents' house to help watch their dogs. They were out of town. And he stayed home so i stayed the night over there by myself and when i woke up in the morning i was like man my chest feels a little heavier i'm like maybe it's just allergies maybe i just had aspirated some liquid when i choked yesterday i don't know but something was off so when i got home i still kind of started coughing because i felt like i had something in my chest so that's when I asked Sean, I was like, do you think maybe I should just go get tested just to be on the safe side? Because it's Sunday. I don't want to go to work the next day. And if I am sick, get other people sick. I work 
in the medical field and I just want to be extra cautious. So that's when he said, yeah, you should probably go get tested. I called, I did a virtual visit. They set me up with getting a test done within 10 minutes of getting off the phone with them. I mean, it was really quick, really mm-hmm. efficient. And I went and got tested the next morning. They told me to stay home cause I won't have the results. I let my work know, Hey, I'm being tested. They think it's just allergy related. They don't think it's COVID and it actually came back positive. So mm-hmm. I'm really thankful that I didn't just say, Oh, it's just allergies. Oh, it's just, I choked on my spit. It could have been any number of things, but first erring on the side of caution. If you have any sort of symptom, get checked, especially in the beginning, because you just don't know. And so the first few days I kind of had like that, just tired, a little bit of that cough, just chest heaviness. I didn't really have any chest pains until later on, but I would say maybe day five through eight, I was probably the worse I was. Mm. I couldn't even get off the couch. That was the fever was really high. Fatigue was really bad. You know, really, you know, tough, even drinking water or Gatorade, you know, and when with COVID, you know, I'm a big proponent of keeping your electrolytes up because it's just the way that we've seen it affect, you know, your sodium and potassium and all kinds of other things. And, you know, anyone that gets COVID, I've been a big advocate that they try to get in like a Gatorade or an electrolyte supplement rather than just drinking water. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that was difficult for those five or six days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I was out of breath going. I mean, we live in a town home. I was out of breath going from the couch to the kitchen and that's what 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, that was my experience with it. Some people just have a little bit of a cough. They think they just have allergies or some people don't have any symptoms at all. And some people, unfortunately, are on ventilators and in the hospital for most of those days. Um, I did, however, end up being out of work for the full 14 days. They did change the CDC, change the guidelines to where after 10 days, if you don't have a fever with not using any Tylenol, Dayquil, or any fever reducer. You can go back to work after that 10 days for my job. Um, but unfortunately, like on day 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and I still kind of had just not feeling well, a little bit of a fever. But after day 14, that's when it finally turned around. And I was like, okay, I did finally get over this. I'm feeling much better. I can go back to work. Yeah, you just had the loss of taste and smell at that point. Yeah, I had a loss of taste and smell for maybe like three days out of that. Um, so you can't just gauge your symptoms off of that. I know a lot of people are saying that's what they have and that's how they knew they had it. But again, those didn't develop until day eight. Ten. So, I mean, again, just being cautious. And if you have symptoms, just checking just to be careful. <laughs> um, but after that... It, I still struggled with the fatigue. Um, going through a full day of work kicked my butt. I would come home and I'd go to bed at 7.30 because it was just exhausting. Um, I'm very thankful for Sean because he helped out with the dogs and feeding and walking and doing all the fun stuff for them. So it was definitely helpful to have somebody 
helping me out. I feel bad for people who don't have that. Right. Buddy system's powerful when you're hurting. Yeah. Um, so then after that, I signed up to get my COVID vaccine. Because honestly, I'll be the first to tell you, I was very hesitant to get it. I was one of those people that was like, no, this has come out way too quick. I don't, I don't want to get it. Like, it's not something I would have willingly signed up to do. But the thing that really changed my mind was, okay, one, I, I had COVID. So if it's going to make me sick, at least I know what I'm in for. And two, eventually in the line of work I'm doing, they will make it mandatory. So I might as well just get it done and out of the way and hopefully not have too many issues. I really quickly, I want to say that, you know, she touched on, it came out really quick. Um, and I, I do some research in my day job as well. And a lot of the times with these big vaccines and these like massively widespread things that are going to be released, like coming out quick is not really the truth because a lot of the times the R and D phase, you know, the research and development and the testing and the, this, that, and the other phase is going to be the exact same time. It's just the paperwork that gets rushed and all the approvals and has to go to this person and this board and this person on this other board and has to get government approval for human subjects. And all of that was rushed mm -hmm. for COVID, but it's just because it got fast tracked above every other research project in the United States right now. I mean, it, like cancer and, you know, AIDS and everything else got put on the back burner in favor of COVID. That's why it came out so fast. Right. It's not because they rushed the research. It's not because of rushed the development. It's not because they didn't thoroughly test it. Everything would have been the same. It's just it normally takes 10 years because it's eight years of paperwork. And it's kind of similar to the flu vaccine where they came out with the H1N1 vaccine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the next year that they came out with that. And so my thinking, too, is the flu vaccine is mandatory for our line of work. So, I mean, obviously, they're trying to protect us as being around these high-risk situations. So... To me, I was like, okay, if they are suggesting that we have this, it might be something that we should think about to get. And also along the lines of the flu vaccine, you always hear people say, well, I got my flu vaccine and then I got the flu. Yeah, you may have had some symptoms before you had your vaccine, but the vaccine does not give you the flu. Sort of like the COVID vaccine does not give you COVID. So when you are getting a vaccine, your body is being introduced to these new things that are put in your body and your body's going to try and fight them off. So that way you build up those immunities. So you are going to experience some sort of changes like a fever or some body aches. And that's great. That means your body's working to try and fight this off. So that way in the future, if you do get the flu or you do get COVID, your body recognizes, hey, I've seen that before. I know how to fight that off. And you may not necessarily have that many issues or symptoms because your body's fighting it off faster. So if you are at high risk and you would be hospitalized for getting COVID-19, if you got the vaccine, it may reduce those risks of being in the hospital and you might just have some fever, chills, body aches and be fine. Hmm. So that's... Yeah, I mean, you're putting a, 
in, in normal vaccines, you're putting sort of a, a deactivated version of the virus in your body and then it fights off that virus. With this COVID vaccine, it's actually a messenger RNA version of it. So it's not to go down a huge rabbit hole or anything, but essentially you're putting the blueprint of it in your body. Your body looks at it and goes, what is this? And then it's like, okay, let's build stuff to fight this. And fighting that blueprint is the same as fighting COVID. Mm -hmm. And so that's how they're able to fight it off. But in that reaction phase of what is this, let's build something to fight it off. Sometimes you do build up some of those symptoms. I mean, a fever is your body fighting off a virus or fighting off something that it doesn't want. It raises the temperature in order to kill it. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening with the COVID vaccine. Right. Um, and that's a good thing. That means your body's recognizing there's something wrong and going after it and saying, hey, I don't want you in here. You are going to mess something up. Let's get you out. Um, so what was your experience with the first shot? Because COVID is a two-stage right vaccination. Now. Right now, yes. Um, so right now, IU Health has Pfizer and Moderna. I am not going to be speaking about Pfizer because I do not have experience with that. I did not get the Pfizer vaccine. I got the Moderna. No, I did not have a decision in which one I wanted. I had no preference in which one I wanted. But the day I went, they were out of the Pfizer, so I got the Moderna. Um, Pfizer is an injection, two steps. So you get your first one, and then 28 days later, you get your second dose. The Moderna, you get your first dose, and then 30 days later, you get your second dose. So my first dose, um, it was like two weeks after I had COVID. And I was a little worried. I was like, man, I just had this. I don't want to have any issues with a fever, body aches. I've already been down that. So I was like, you know what? We're here. Let's get it done. So that first injection, I didn't even feel it. The lady that gave me my vaccine was fantastic. Um, later that day, my arm was a little sore, typical for getting it. A needle stuck inside of your arm uh, but I never experienced any fever any chills maybe I had a little bit of fatigue but again still kind of recovering from having COVID so I don't know if it was related to the vaccine or just residual COVID symptoms um, but yeah that first one was great I had no issues whatsoever mm -hmm. the second vaccine I got on Friday today is Sunday so Friday, I had a little bit of a sore arm, a little bit of fatigue. I think that night I went to bed at 9.30, maybe. Not atypical. Right. So She sleeps. I do sleep a lot. <laughs> um, but yesterday, my arm was very sore. I could barely lift it up. I was like, ooh, okay, that hurts. <laughs> but moving it around definitely throughout the day made it feel better. I think it was just because I hadn't been moving my arm that it was just kind of like stiff. Um, but I mean, I never really had excessive fever. I didn't feel like I had a fever at all. Um, my back was a little sore. That was about it. A little bit of a body ache there. But other than that, I had no issues with the vaccine. I did take Tylenol just to be on the safe side throughout the day yesterday. Um, just kind of preemptively because I have heard 
some other employees that I work with have had their second dose and a couple of them were out the next day just because they had fever, chills, not feeling well. And honestly, I would rather have 12 to 24 hours of a little bit of fever and chills than going back to that 14 days of having full on COVID. Mm -hmm. I would definitely- Yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine today. I have no issues. Um, My arm feels better, no body aches, nothing. And I have not had any medications, no Tylenol or anything like that. But again, I would much rather go through having 12 hours or 24 hours of some COVID-like symptoms versus the full 14 days might even be hospitalized because breathing issues, chest pains, all of that. So I am a huge proponent and I would definitely recommend that if you are on the fence about getting the vaccine, but you're worried because you don't want to get COVID, you think the vaccine's going to make you sick afterward, just think about it that way. Would you rather be feeling bad for maybe a day or two, or would you rather feel bad for 14 days, depending on how your body reacts to getting COVID-19, I think is the best thing to take from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially in, you know, a population where if you get sick, you have a little bit higher risk of having some, you know, worse symptoms than just, you know, your average person. Um, we, we say all this with the caveat, I have not been vaccinated yet. I did not get COVID. Um, I have been exposed to it numerous times. Um, both here in the house whenever I was with her for those 10 days. And also when I I have work, we see sick um, patients. Um, That's just sort of the nature of the beast. I I think if I were to do an antibody test, maybe I have the antibodies. Maybe I kind of had a low grade version of it in the very beginning, whenever it first came out before we really knew a lot about it. Um, Might just do that for science Uh, anyways. um, But I think whenever it becomes a little more widespread, I'll definitely get the vaccine as well. Um, I think right now I'm just, sort of stepping back and letting people who are in a much higher risk um, category go ahead and get it, like my grandfather or, you know, my mom who also had COVID. Um, and my grandfather's going through it right now, and, you know, he's on day, like, 11, you know, and he's barely eating, his oxygen's kind of low, and they're monitoring him really closely to see if he needs to go to the hospital. And it's it's, it's a really scary thing. Um, and so if, if I can take a step back and give a spot to someone who, needs it a little bit worse than me, um, I would happily do that for now. And we'll look at getting it more closer to the summertime whenever it's a little more available. Mm-hmm. And you have all these other companies who are coming out with their version of mm-hmm. the COVID-19 vaccine. Like Johnson & Johnson, I think, has one coming out. That's a single dose. Yeah. Um, but whatever you decide, we are not trying to force anyone to go willingly get this vaccine. We're, I'm just trying to give you my point of view of reasons why I went and did it, reasons why I think might help someone else who's contemplating, maybe I should get this vaccine, maybe I shouldn't, just to kind of give them an idea of what really is going on. Like, no, I didn't die from COVID-19. But there are people, yes, that are dying from COVID-19. It may be because of cardiac failure or um, respiratory. A, respiratory failure. Like you just, 
you don't know. And a lot of people are afraid to get the vaccine because they have all these allergies. Let me be the first to tell you, I have so many food allergies. I'm allergic to grasses, trees, pollens, molds. All the things. <laughs> all the all things. Of it. And they are very good after you get your vaccine, like depending on if you have these reactions, they make you sit and monitor you afterward for X amount of time. I sat for 30 minutes after my vaccines to make sure I didn't have any issues. And if you did, hospital's right there. They'll take you right over there, get you looked at, make sure everything's fine. So if you have those reservations, just know someone is there to help you. I think that's uh, all we got. We just wanted to kind of, like we said, put out some information from a firsthand account and just sort of dispel any of the rumors that might not be true and also, you know, just provide a little bit more information. That's all we ever try to do on the, here on the UPAL podcast, you know. Um, so, yeah, with that, hopefully uh, everyone stays healthy and, you know, hopefully cases continue to fall and we can sort of get back to normal and the world will stop being so crazy. Um, but it's not going to happen if we don't all kind of pull together and do our part. Exactly. So. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening.